I'm not good music. Just the good stuff, baby. I don't like it. As, yeah. Uh, Perfect, bro. As, as someone who uh, did not enjoy the song She's Coming Around the Mountain as a child because... I always wanted to know what she was bringing when she came around them. I wanted to know what happens when she got here, but they were like, she's coming around the mountain. I was like, I don't care how she's getting here. What's she going to do? It's more of a when she's getting here. It's coming around the mountain when she comes. I know. This is Sean's new character, 1800 Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Why is she coming around the mountain? What's she going to come? She'll be riding six white horses. That's great. It's one for me. <laughs> Unless she's bringing something. That's why, you know what? Even better. Why are we in such a rush for the gold? <laughs> it's all the way out there. <laughs> you're, if you're talking to me, over the river and through the woods, that's my kind of song. You know why? Because we know exactly where you're going, to Grandma's house. <laughs> a little bit John Kerry. A little bit John Kerry. A little bit. <laughs> Seinfeld. <laughs> I forgot what John Kerry sounds like. Just do Seinfeld. You'll get it. Okay. <laughs> I'll get there. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 220 of Radish. This is a, a very special week where we're going to do our Halloween episode early. When I say Halloween, I'm, uh, I am mean Halloween. That's right. We're, uh, <laughs> can we talk about everyone's favorite weirdo band? That we, dub- we doubled down on the stupid joke from a few episodes ago. Exactly. We're doing it. We're, doing it. we're committing. None yeah. of us have listened to Ween before. <laughs> so we were like, you know what? Each The three of us are going to choose a Ween album, listen to it, and we're going to talk about it in the, the main segment of this episode. Beforehand, though, we're going to talk about reincarnated spirits possessing children or children... Just making shit up on the fly. Uh, then I we're talking know. about uh, uh, spooky games. Uh, uh, hold on. Da, da, da. <laughs> Tyler. That was a pervert burp. <laughs> Just imagine pervert burps like they, they, they do in like the, the ASMR little microphones, you know? Hmm. You're getting a haircut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting a haircut next to the A&W Root Beer Factory. <laughs> Funky Kong gives you a haircut and burps in your ear. <laughs> ASMR. We met a Sasquatch who burped in my ear. Anyways. Bananas. <laughs> You're getting a haircut, but there's nerve endings in each of your hair. <laughs> Just ASMR screaming in pain. <laughs> no. Uh, before talking about weeds. <laughs> we're gonna ASMR, talk- but your hair bleeds. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, That's the worst sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> it's a smart haircut, but your hair bleeds. Speaking of that- hair bleeding, we're talking about an H.R. Giger-inspired game, a horror anime, uh, at least what I think is a horror anime. And then I'm talking about uh, a couple adventures we went on this week, and then also uh, what's likely to be an Oscar contender, uh, Tar, which um, is not about dinosaurs. I figured out much too late. Uh, and yeah, I, have, I don't want to see it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, I am your host, as always, Booberry. I uh, am dead, and I'm looking forward to possessing the next four or five year old child soon. I should change that. What? I <laughs> why? Why would you say that? Oh, you gotta leave it in there. <laughs> That's gotta go. <laughs> That's well, not looking a... <laughs> forward to possessing a four year old child. <laughs> you mean like spiritually, or like you got one? <laughs> He's been, yeah. so I know what you're doing, Joe. You're making a reference to a story we're about to talk about. I'm trying the to make a is, segue. <laughs> the thing is, you got a reference. The viewers at home don't know. <laughs> no, it's Just like Doctor Manhattan. It's, it's ten o'clock p.m. and I've already done the news segment. It's nine o'clock p.m. and I'm making a weird joke about four year olds. <laughs> it's like I, I remember one time I was like the sort of designated driver in high school. Where like we loaded up a bunch of like friends in the back seat and my Ford Expedition, we all went to Taco 
Bell. And we were trying to make an order through the drive-thru, but everyone was roughhousing in the back. And I said <laughs> into the intercom, hey, sorry, I got a bunch of six-year-olds back here. <laughs> it was like 1130 <laughs> at night. <laughs> <laughs> Make a joke about oh, my it's friends. Like, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's like I gotta watch. It's a very normal. preemptive Amber Alert. Is that a thing you can? Do? <laughs> Amber Alert. <laughs> Just be on the lookout. <laughs> no particulars. <laughs> <sighs> no one's missing. We just think it'd be good to keep your head on <laughs> a swivel. Out. <laughs> hey, welcome to Taco Bell. Can I take your order? I've got a bunch of six-year-olds in the back. <laughs> what? Uh, you guys think they'll let Amber Alert to the closest you get to getting a side quest in real life? <laughs> Amber Alerts, but the, or the more hilarious Silver Alerts. Do you guys get Silver Alerts? Is it a, a lost old person? It's a lost old person. We get a lot of those in <laughs> Don't Arizona. Get that at all. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you're you're on the main quest, you're going to work, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I should look out for an Ultima. Maybe <laughs> I'll get something if I cash this in. Yeah, 200, 200 XP for catching a kidnapper. I don't, yeah, probably not gonna probably not gonna finish this because I got other games to play. I, I don't live close enough it, to I'll, I'll, uh, golf courses, and I live too close to maximum security retirement homes to get silver alerts. Mm. Unlike Arizona, I imagine. Yeah, they lock them up good in, yeah, they do. in North Atlanta. The memory villages are just mazes. <laughs> put grandma in the memory village it looks like pt in real life <laughs> uh i'm will <laughs> Forgot. Uh, I was about to you do. can find me at will for mom <laughs> that's the end of the episode <laughs> be halloween and i'm tyler elefunk mank <laughs> bringing it back every week it's great funny every time it's a good middle name for a child. It is. <laughs> First name, honestly. Ella Funk. Go by L or Fuh. <laughs> this is my son, Funk Michael. <laughs> <laughs> my son, Funk Michael, is a great MGT album. Uh, yeah. uh, it could be a ween lyric. It honestly. could be, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's. Th- what? Just stop! Stop! stop. What, what are we doing? It's <laughs> completely off the rails. Yeah. Happy uh, Halloween. We're not talking way. about our Funk Michaels. Uh, we're talking about another couple's Funk Michael who uh, believes <laughs> that he is the reincarnated spirit nice. of a woman named Pam who died in a uh, apartment. His name fire. is not Michael. No. His name is not Michael, <laughs> but I think it's, what is his name? Eddie. His name, according according to the New York Post, his name was Little Luke Ruleman, <laughs> which I know. <laughs> The first word's probably a descriptor. <laughs> well, why would you call? <laughs> we need to start bringing magic adjectives in kids' names. <laughs> Little Luke. Round Robert. <laughs> Broccoli Rob. <laughs> and Funk Michael bring you. <laughs> it's the morning show. Um, no, but this this family in, where are they? Uh, Philadelphia? I'm way down in the Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> Yeah, that makes just sense. Just making wild claims. You haven't even read the article. Eddie in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. One new story. Y'all over oh, two. Um, uh, this family in Ohio has a, a little little son, little Luke, um, who started recounting memories of a previous life where he would see like a woman wearing earrings or uh, just kind of start recounting details that wouldn't make sense for a five year old boy in Ohio to know and uh when his family further prodded him uh they realized that oh he uh believes that he was once a woman named pam 
in a previous life who died in a fire, an apartment fire. And his mother looked it up, and apparently there was a woman named Pam who died in an apartment fire in Chicago around the time that little Luke said that uh, he died in a previous life. Um, and little Luke was was two when he started this claim. Yeah. This is an ongoing claim. Ongoing when he was two years old. When he was two years old, he told his mother that he died as Pam in, in the accident, went up to heaven, and then God pushed him back down to his body now. And then his mom named him Luke. So I don't I I don't know a five year old that, that could claim this. So two year old. Or two year old, yeah. No less. If my two year old says this, right in the trash. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, no, back, the back to the hospital. Back to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Just shove him back up there. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> uh the wildest thing about the story, apart from, you know, uh, uh, young child making shit up, people in the comments are like, Oh yeah, this is this is a thing that happens. Before you turn five years old, you often have strong memories of your past life and can recount them. But once you turn five, uh, you start to forget things, which is just like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're we're confusing an actual uh, religious miracle here with TikTok witches. Yeah. <laughs> and you can project a different world. Yeah. yeah. This is, I fully believe Luke. I do not believe the comment. No. <laughs> I'm fully on board that, because apparently like, they even pulled up a picture of like a bunch of people, and Luke was like, "I was that one," and pointed <laughs> at the woman yeah. <laughs> whose name was Pam, who died in the fire. Correctly identified. Like Pam. I'm, I'm full team little Luke here, little Luke, Pam, whatever they want to be called. One hundred percent. And um, I, I don't believe the TikTok witches because I didn't lose my memories when I turned five years old. I still remember every single one of my past lives. So, Tyler, go on. I, I was a barbarian. That was the last <laughs> life that I had. I was a barbarian warrior. Luke is also two years old, and he has done something I have seen zero times on TikTok, which is claim you are a normal person in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I was just some lady. Every time I see one of these, it's like I was a I was a Renaissance artist, and then I was a revolutionary, and then I was a poet, and it's never like I was cannon fodder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Luke's like I died in an apartment fire. <laughs> like, was a mid- it's already more believable than adult women. <laughs> it's a mild-mannered, mid-level employee. For I was a witch. General Electric. <laughs> it's never like, I was killed by the plague. <laughs> Statistically, most of us were. Apparently, there's a story in the past, a very similar story, where an English child uh, could remember being a pilot in one of the Great Wars and could like name and they point out family members. <laughs> Get him in a plane. That's the first thing I do. <laughs> Charles Lindbergh. Yeah. <laughs> this is a fairly common phenomenon that is well documented by physicians and parents alike. However, he is about the age when the memories typically begin to gradually disappear. This is the memories. They're they're taking hold stronger. He's becoming more and more like Pam every day. Um, this was filmed for a show. I believe they referenced the show uh, where they talk to a number of different families yeah. about this. What's what's the show? Hold on. A ghost it's called The Ghost Inside My Child. The Ghost Inside My Child. That That's what's missing from this article is I need to know where I can watch this because this sounds like an amazing television show right up my yeah. own. Let's find out. The Ghost Inside My Child um, is Travel? free now on Prime Video. Oh, oh shit. It's a man, baby. <laughs> um. It's one of those good shows that doesn't have a network logo on the on the poster, so you know it's good. <laughs> uh, biography Channel. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, biography. This yes. is classic A&E. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It'd be really funny if this was a common phenomenon and two-year-olds all over the country were claiming they were Pam. Yeah. <laughs> this is all sickly Pam. <laughs> I was Pam. Like, oh, yeah, this is something that happens sometimes with your kid. Do you think you're a woman who died in an apartment <laughs> fire in 1993? It's like jaundice. It happens like one in 16. <laughs> your kid's got Pam disease. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we see it all the time. <laughs> oh, we got another Pam. Put in the Pam ward. Uh, <laughs> someone said I was John Cal- Calico Jack Rackham and was executed <laughs> in Port Royal on 18th of November 1720 and the follow up comment said yeah. you probably deserved it <laughs> <laughs> why was this guy a famous pirate <laughs> was like, someone said people will make up anything these days everyone believes it too this is from user hashtag teen swag <laughs> I, I fully believe those ancestry like DNA sites because mine just says like farmer until, <laughs> until it doesn't. <laughs> like, there's no there's no you know you were you were a Norsk king <laughs> just like you were a background character in history. <laughs> you made it this far. Congratulations. This has got me thinking. What if Pam was little Luke and it's like an infinite time? Like this is it's an Ouroboros. Yeah, exactly. It's an Ouroboros. Oh. Oh, I see. I see. I thought you were talking about that one, like famous copy pasta, where it's like you get up to heaven and you realize you are every identity and every person over time to you know live different lives or whatever the fuck. Oh, that's uh, nuts. Yeah, that's trippy. I thought that's about that. I would hate that. I thought about that one a lot when I was like seventeen years old. It's like whoa. <laughs> I would hate that because I saw a lady crying in the grocery store today, and if that was me, I couldn't do it. All right, I'm done reading this. Oh, wait, hold on. There's a comment by old school conservative. Uh, the Bible. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible. Okay, no, no. moving on. <laughs> Never mind. All right. Uh, speaking of TikTok, there was uh, Sean. You're familiar with with this girl. What's her name? Taylor Blake from the farm with the emu. She's the farmer. She's got an emu. Is it the emu that always uh, comes in on the videos and she yells at it to get out of the video? Yep. Yep. And she yells it to get out of the video, and she got all the way to Jimmy Fallon because of it. Everybody loves this girl, even though she is funny. She Jim Fallon's yeah, that's peak comedy. Uh, it used to be James Corden, but you heard what happened to James Corden. My goodness, he was rude in a restaurant. And now, <laughs> cancer. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon breaks the breaks every stage like direction law <laughs> every episode. Uh, James Corden was like a rich guy in a restaurant. Yeah. It's canceled. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so there's this this uh, yeah TikTok farmer, very annoying. Came out, she had racist tweets. Should have been canceled then, but she's definitely canceled now because, unfortunately, what had happened is a whole bunch of Canadian geese fly in, and the Canadian geese have the avian flu, and they infect her entire farm, and her entire farm of you know, birds gets sick, pass away. It's oh, awful. No. It's very sad. The emu also gets it, and she, you know, is very sad. Uh, creates like a harness for it, is treating it, and it's apparently on the mend. But she's taking a lot of TikTok videos where she's kissing it and she's hugging it and she's like pleading for help and donations and stuff like that. And then the vir- virologists saw and they started coming out saying, no, do not do this. You can be patient zero for a terrible case of the avian flu, which has 50% survival rate. So now everybody's is uh, is is like canceling her because she is <laughs> <laughs> kissing birds. I mean, is she... <laughs> if she... Is she kissing the emu and then on the next TikTok she's like at you know a festival like what I mean like, I don't think so you should be able to kiss an emu in your own home if you're safely distant yeah. if, if, if anything Dr. Anthony Fauci taught me over the past couple of years sure. is that if your circle's small you can be freaky yeah mm-hmm. 
If she's kissing the emu and staying away, you know, out of public for at least 10 days, then, yeah, it's fine. Self-quarantining. Yeah. She can kiss that emu all she wants. (laughs) If my emu was sick, I'd give it a kiss. Yeah, I'd feel bad for it. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When a a farm, when an outbreak like this happens, the government comes in and is supposed to kill all of the animals that have it. Because I don't think you understand. There is a 50% survival rate of bird flu. Yeah, I remember the, the avian flu panic a while back. Also, you know, it comes into question that she's doing all, you know, she's taking advantage of this poor emu for likes and stuff like that as it's literally dying. But uh, I want to know how Canadian geese got in without having to show their vaccine card, because I couldn't go to Japan to ride the Shin Godzilla zipline. (laughs) And we got geese just coming in, killing our TikTok stars from Canada. (laughs) It was someone dropped the ball on enforcing this. They're the worst. 100%. Hate those birds. This is Emmanuel's long game. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. He'll be he'll finally be free after <laughs> having his owner put down <laughs> and beating the bird for allegations. Everyone, please go donate to his GoFundMe moo. All right. Y'all, what uh what good stuff have you got this week? Y'all got some spooky stuff. Oh yeah. It's oh, Halloween. Yeah. It's it Halloween. Halloween. Still spooky season. I, I got a I got a real quick one. I'll start us off. Uh, but I'll start with a question. When was the last time y'all watched Toonami? Pretty recently. Nice. Just having, yeah, it was just similar situation for me. Saturday night. I think, yeah, yeah when, Saturday night. When they were airing Paranoia Agent a couple years back. That was, that was a while ago. That was a little while ago. Yeah, it was. So, Sean, it's been a minute. Yeah. Uh, it's been a minute for me, too. Uh, rare occasion where I'm free on a Saturday night. Usually I'm at a gala or, um, you know. Where else do you watch One Piece? Uh, shit, sh- I'm shocked. I, I One Piece is, is like... 25% of the Toonami lineup. It's literally like three episodes of One Piece, three episodes of Naruto Shippuden. And um, I did watch... <laughs> for some reason, King of the Hill. <laughs> and for some reason, King of the Hill. Um, I watched... Uh, yeah, what they're on uh, Punk Hazard in uh, One Piece right now. It's it's great. That was a fun watch. Uh, but they also have a original miniseries that they released over uh, the last four weeks. It's only four episodes. I've seen the first two now. I just watched a random episode on Toonami a few weeks ago. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. It's a horror miniseries called Housing Complex C. It's super interesting. It takes place in a low-income housing unit out in the country in Japan. Uh, it's got like a lot of like really old people living there. And then a, a young girl who seemingly doesn't have any parents that's running around. And then they get like a whole bunch of foreign workers that come in. And a whole bunch of creepy stuff starts happening. Dead animals start showing up. Dead people start showing up. Weird relics are being found around. Uh, just overall a creepy vibe. Uh, but a really, really fun watch. I'm enjoying it. Uh, and, and I'm going to finish it off here Um in the next week or so. Uh, but I definitely recommend it. It's on Crunchyroll as well. It's one of those simul releases that uh, Adult Hell Swim yeah. and, and uh, Crunchyroll did. So if you want a nice, spooky, um, fun anime to watch, it's only four episodes of it, 20 minutes each episode, um, go ahead and watch it. It's fun. Yeah, it sounds up my alley. Uh, I'll, I'll check this out. This looks this, this is an Adult Swim anime that looks pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks interesting. Speaking of free spooky stuff. Ooh. I want to talk about real quick the game Scorn. It's a very, very short game. This is the perfect Game Pass game. I got an Xbox recently. I got Game Pass for a dollar. Uh, Scorn is the epitome of the Game Pass game. It is a five-hour game. You can download in a couple minutes and then play in an afternoon or two and then be done and uninstall it and clear up some space. <laughs> nice. Uh, I wouldn't call it Game of the Year. I wouldn't call it Game of the Month even. <laughs> but it is. Uh, you call it a game. It, it's a it's a very good experience if you like what they're selling. 
line I did. Um, it is a, a first person puzzle game, not too different from like Myst. Um, and it's from a Serbian developer called Ebb Software, who funded this thing on Kickstarter, and it's based on the paintings of H.R. Geiger. Nice. Um, and so it is a pretty bare bones, almost a walking sim. You walk through big H.R. Geiger landscapes and solve puzzles and move blocks around. Um, and the the gameplay is nothing to write mom about. It's it's pretty much, you know, walk, turn knob through this Mm -hmm. but the art direction is stellar and the the score and everything um so if you're someone who likes spooky art uh this is well worth your couple of hours to walk through and have a good time and uh it made me physically nauseous at parts it's a it's a very gross wet game uh wikipedia calls it a first person biopunk survival horror adventure video game biopunk uh, I would just call it a game where everything's wet and you have to use your appendages as keys (laughs) very gross very worth at least watch like a youtuber of the greatest hits because a couple of parts in the game where i was just like i don't, I don't like doing this like there's a part <laughs> where like you get infected and like a fungus grows out of your hand Ooh, and so oh. you have to use this thing that like chomps the fungus off with like a vice grip and you bleed the whole time so you have like a certain amount of time before it grows back to go use the next item and it's just like very gross and and gory and off-putting but that's the appeal. A good, a good, yeah, yeah. If you if you, if you like that kind of thing, it's a great game. So <laughs> it. I do like HR Giger's art, but mostly when it's staying still. Mm. Or there's lots of really cool like but, buildings and landscapes and and things of very inspired by him. So it's I will absolutely well worth it just to walk through it. Yeah, I will absolutely be watching like a, a let's play of this because I know it's short and it sounds real interesting. So I'll check it out. Won't be playing it though. It has some some buck wild places it goes. <laughs> I think I finished it and I said, I don't know what happened. There's also no no text in this game. Uh-huh. Oh. It is 100% figure it out. And even like the button prompts are symbols. Oh. Um, so it's no, so it's completely, completely uh, devoid of language. Anyone, anywhere can pick it up and play. Um, and I think in that, in that regard, it succeeds pretty well because it teaches the puzzles and stuff pretty intuitively. It's like the Cracker cool. Barrel Peg game. Yeah, there's no go here. It's literally just like, Here's the world. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is suffering. Or however he sounded. I don't know. Everything is a penis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Buckwell places to go, uh, Will and I went to the Atlanta sta- haunted, you know, Halloween staple uh, Netherworld this past week. Had a blast. Ooh. Two years in a row. It's uh, fucking excellent. The animatronics, fantastic. The actors... Makeup looks great. Got spooked. Got scared. I think I threw Will against a wall at one point um, because I was yeah. Uh, yeah sorry about that. Uh, I got scared. It's got. It's, it's either you or me. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a great time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, highly recommend if you're the sort of person who enjoys getting scared and could use a little more than just like a scary movie. Check out your local haunted house. Uh, a lot of effort goes into it. It's run by likely a lot of great people. Um, and it's we don't know that that's true <laughs> but you know at least netherworld they put a lot of effort into it and uh it's appreciated it's a lot of fun to visit and walk through for like it's a good solid like hour and a half of entertainment um you get fun pictures taken with like sasquatch and ghouls and goblins and the like and yeah highly recommend for the spooky season love going there and listeners if you if you also want something scary but a little more immediate just turn on cnn <laughs> 
Oh. Oh. Wow, Tyler. Oh, wow. Edgy. Jeez Louise. Um, and uh, finally, uh, more recently, um, I got to see the movie Tar, uh, which recently came out of, I think, both Venice and New York Film Festival uh, with rave reviews for its performance, for Kate Blanchett's performance and for the return of Todd Field. Uh, the writer-director who hasn't made a movie in the past 16 years. Personally, I'll be honest with you guys, hadn't heard of him before this movie. Uh, even his, his past two movies, I do not know anything about. But I went and saw That's this. That's shocking. I know. I went and saw this based on just like pedigree and hype alone. And holy shit, did it serve. Uh, it's Tar is essentially, it's about Lydia Tar, who is played by Kate Blanchett, oh, okay. who is like the world's like preeminent like female composer you know she is you know world famous she's composed like she's uh, conducted all of these different orchestras and now she's working in berlin and she's working on Mahler's fifth to perform and it follows her as she prepares but also as parts of her life start to unravel um and it is a very long movie it's nearly uh three hours i think it's like two hours and 48 minutes Nope. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, I, I realized like walking can, it or like, tell me all about it. Watching this movie links. and leaving it, it was going to be a very <laughs> hard movie to sell. Um, because it is extreme. It's not extreme. It's, it's esoteric because it does not like, nope. Forgive like the, the watchers, like lack of knowledge for classical music. <laughs> um, <laughs> it like gets real deep in the industry and the, this is the movie black Adam warned me about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, but the thing is, it's, Kate Blanchett's performance is incredible. The story is fantastic. It's it presents and explores so many different ideas under a pretty central concept. That being, you know, uh, cancel culture, and it explores so many ideas of that within. Well, you know, and delivers oh on all of these ideas. Um, <laughs> it is a the freaking PC police <laughs> get put on blast. It's a <laughs> it's a fascinating, fascinating movie. Um, that I was thinking about hours after watching it and I, I can't wait to watch it again, despite it being nearly three hours long. Um, but it, there's just so much to unpack. And like, I remember leaving it and thinking like, cause usually what if I like, you know, write a letterbox review, it's something stupid, something real quick. And then leaving <laughs> this, I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> so I don't want to, I don't know how to put this into words. It's, it's a hard move to sell. It's, it truly is. If you're one for like, you know, a very well performed character study and also are interested in the world of classical music. <laughs> it's for you. If you're uh, not wild about sitting down for two and a half hours for a movie that really takes its time. Like there are some like long take conversations. Um, maybe not. There was a point, I think probably like the final third of the movie that felt a lot like uncut gems, um, but it takes a while to uncut get jobs. Uncut. Yeah. <laughs> um, Someone get their brains blown out. No. <laughs> Or just the audience of the show. <laughs> um, also for fans of Monster Hunter World, um, without spoiling anything, uh, it's a... What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's got Palamutes. Uh, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Um, <laughs> a cat makes Kate Blanchett a paella at one point. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, I can imagine Kate Blanchett. Well, now I have to watch. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> it's extremely well done. It is one of the most like exquisite, superbly performed movies I've watched all year. Uh, will likely be in my top five. Um, Kate Blanchett will very likely get the nomination for uh, best actress. I don't know about best movie or best picture, but whatever. 
Um, but yeah, if that sort of thing interests you, if you're curious about it, I say, please go see it. It's absolutely incredible. It's like nothing I've seen before. Um, unparalleled. It's great. I can't believe I got to watch a three hour movie about music. Cause I like monster hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this is the worst day of my when life. The, the monster hunter part came up. I didn't know it was monster hunter until I went back and read about it, but that's because I don't play monster hunter. Gotcha. Does she fight a Rathalos? That's what his name was. Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> I recognize the Rathalos. All right, well, now big red dragon. we move on to the ween part of our Halloween episode. Boys, what do we think? That was the hollow part. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes the ween. <laughs> For those who are only a little less familiar with uh, ween than we are, uh, ween is a, uh, a, a, I don't know, a fucking alt-rock, alternative rock band. No, you know what genre it is. You can say it. They're a penis music band. Uh, penis music, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> is, this, is this true? Yes, they're penis. Yeah, this is definitely penis music. Uh, What's the story behind this? What, did they just declare we're a new genre of music called penis music? No, that's that no, genre that no, it's just a, it's just a joke genre. It's, oh. if, if 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 music sounds uh, fun and boingy, it's it's penis music. We're talking Primus, Spongle, Primus, Black Midi for some tracks, uh, Ween, penis music. Um, Damn. But it was founded I by. I agree with the term, <laughs> but okay. It just makes sense. It's a great. Go back and listen to it, 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 Chocolate and Cheese, yeah, make, Tyler, and just tell me, like, oh, yes, it just kind of reminds me. Just It has that. Why known as Big Brown Beaver is penis music. Yeah, yeah. You don't, <laughs> it's, you don't need a PhD in music to know that. Ocean Man. Jerry was a race car driver. Penis music. You listen to the guy go, Ocean Man, and not think penis <laughs> music. You're uh, right. That was the first thing I thought. Yeah. <laughs> also, a lot of, like, novelty dude songs. Yeah. That makes sense. It, yeah. Um, but yeah, Ween is a. They were founded by Gene and Dean Ween, uh, 1984. Uh, Gene is better known as Aaron Freeman, and Dean is better known no. as. You want me to break the 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 glass? Don't break kayfabe on Gene and Dean Ween. All right, fine. I'll go back. Ween was founded by Gene Ween and Dean Ween in 1984, in Pennsylvania. Baptized names. They're baptized they're not names. brothers. They're <laughs> they're not related. Um, but yeah, like well, in a sense, we're all related. But continue. Yeah. <laughs> The grand scheme of things. Um, You're both descendants of Genghis Khan. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, like we said at the top, we all took a singular Ween album that we were, I guess, curious about or that we had heard about and gave it a listen. Um, I figured we'd start in chronological order, uh, which starts us off with Chocolate and Cheese, which Tyler listened to. Yeah. So I'm going to be honest with you guys. I've listened to a few one-off songs here and there. The the I've listened to maybe Ocean Man, maybe... I don't know, six, seven hundred plus times. That's yeah. like the only way that I know Ween. Yeah, Ocean um, Man. Other than, <laughs> other than I went to the Bonnaroo show. I'm sure I've told this story on this podcast before where we saw I've Ween. I've not heard the story. Uh, you, you, certainly you've heard the story. We're at Ween. Sean, that's, you were with me, right, for Ween? Tyler, Ween broke up on our first Bonnaroo, and they didn't get back together until after 2015. Are you thinking of Wilco? What? Which, I'm thinking of Wilco. Shit, did I bring? Did I listen to a Wilco album? <laughs> Tyler listened to Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. Yeah. Oh, so I don't have a Ween story. Uh, there was there was a guy in our high school that liked Ween and wore a Ween shirt, and I was like, like the penis, and that was the only thing I knew about. Exactly. Ween. Yeah, they're and called so, Ween. But yeah, uh, uh, what's their last name? Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Their Christian name. But 
I really enjoyed this album. Uh, it's called Chocolate and Cheese. And yeah, I'm the first chronologically, but this is their fourth studio album. Uh, and in fact, the first album they did in a studio <laughs> because uh, their their first three albums were recorded on a four track in their basement. And uh, very lo-fi compared to this, which I guess is probably, you know, in a sense of Buildings Roman, where they come of age of their penis music, um, because I would 100% describe this as, <laughs> as an, uh, <laughs> an eclectic album. Uh, I feel like the songs jump from songs that you would hear around a campfire to songs that were inspired by The Doors, by Frank Zappa, um, which Frank Zappa probably penis music now that I'm literally my eyes yeah, are, have, have awakened yeah, yeah, yeah. to this yeah um so, so captain beefheart yep yeah that makes sense uh steely dan not penis music but a lot of references to steely dan in this um like i said all interspersed between songs that sound like a cowboy wrote it by a campfire on a lonely night like it's it's nuts uh these these guys are nuts uh my two favorite songs in the album one is called a tear for eddie which is a five and a half minute spaced out guitar solo that sounds like it was crafted by manfred mann's earth band <laughs> and my second favorite song is a song called candy which is is don't uh a uh the whole album, as, as Will pointed out before we started uh, recording it, is, is dedicated to John Candy. Uh, but the song Candy is a four-minute song that's just a drum kit straight out of the early 90s with some bongos and a slap bass. And it was the greatest song I've ever heard. Or at least it's up there. It's it's not 25 or 6 to 4 level, but it's it's up there. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, not to say that there's not a, a few troubling songs on this album. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the song Spinal Meningitis Got Me Down which is sung from a perspective of a child dying of it. And I'm not going to recount the Yeesh. lyrics. It is penis music in that it's very upbeat, <laughs> but it's also some of the most just saddest lyrics I have ever read. And literally they, they play a child's voice singing along with him and uh, look it up. It's, 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 it's going to kill the vibe if I talk about it. Um, but uh and it's the second song on the album, by the way. Starts out with a fantastic song, then it goes to that one. And I was thinking of texting guys, maybe I should change my album. Um, but stick with it. There's a, a lot of really great eclectic songs on this album. Um, a lot of very vibey, funky, almost like Wolfpack level like funk that I was like really enjoyed. I'm sa like, saved all those songs. Um, but yeah, Chocolate and Cheese by Ween. Great album. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> uh I did Pinkerton, <laughs> the second studio album by Ween, uh, Zer. Uh, <laughs> after abandoning plans for a rock opera entitled Songs. Okay, never mind. I did The Mollusk, <laughs> uh, which is... Is that next uh, in, in, in chronological? Yeah. Uh, so there was one album between them, but it was like a compilation of, of country songs they made. Mm -hmm. So they don't, they don't count that officially as the follow-up to Chocolate and Cheese. Oh. The Mollusk is. And The Mollusk is a very weird album um, <laughs> that has a lot of Buckwild trivia about it. Um, the songs vary greatly, <laughs> much like Tyler's from Absolute Bangers. Like Ocean Man is the big single. Mm, uh, everyone knows that one. Uh, honorable mention to Waving My Dick in the Wind and uh, I'll Be Your Johnny on the Spot. Also bangers. <laughs> uh, Mutilated Lips, uh, a fun one. And then the rest I would kind of describe as novelty songs, like The Blarney Stone, which is a fake Irish drinking song sung in a terrible fake Irish accent. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Dude, so uh, they, they just, they're just they just fuckers. They just fuck around. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah absolutely. Fun. Yeah. There's, there was a song on my album that literally the lyrics were like, my pony is sick. Go over there. It's got a fucked up lung. Like, that was the <laughs> lyrics to the song. These guys are weird. I love it. Yeah, Waving My Dick in the Wind is just a great song. I, I, I love it so much. Um, 
but I can't see this being an album I'd ever like throw on yeah. besides a couple of songs. I can't be like, hey, put on the mollusk. Um, <laughs> but it is it is a fun. It's described as like a, a concept album with dark nautical themes. Um, and I think there is there is lots of uh, sea shanties and Irish drinking songs rubbed off on this album uh, and a couple of really good songs and a couple of songs that it reminds me of uh, Fingertips by uh, the Rampy Giants. You heard that? Maybe. I don't know the one. It's like a the the last half of one of their albums is just like a bunch of like 30 second snippets of little mini song, almost like WarioWare games. Oh. And it reminds me of that. They're all like different, like they're all kind of done in funny voices and done with weird, but it's it's like that. Um I respect what's going on here. Ocean Man, straight banger. Um a couple of fun facts about this album, going from least to most surprising. Um Kurt Vile said that Mutilated Lips is his favorite song of all time. Wow. <laughs> Fantastic. Pretty good song. Does it also have terrifying lyrics? Or? Yes, it's about tripping. It had <laughs> oh. a terrible trip. <laughs> Great. Yeah, there's a there's a line here. It says mutilated lips give a kiss on the wrist of the worm, like lips of tentacles expanding. It's supposed to be have like like the walls are no. moving and stuff. Shit. But he said when he listened to it in high school, it changed his life. And uh, uh, secondly, this album inspired the TV show SpongeBob SquarePants. What? Uh, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I believe. Steven it. Steven Hellenberg contacted them after this album came out and was like, "Hey." I'm working on a underwater show. Would you write a song for my show? And they did. And it was loop de loop. The Gary tie in your shoes song. I remember that. Right. I remember. Yeah. Performed by ween. And my favorite fun fact about this album, my jaw dropped when I read this, the cover art of the mollusk, which is like a kind of sea creature amalgam was created by storm Thorgerson. I don't know if you know the name. He designed dark side of the moon's. Holy shit. And he liked the album so much that he did a bunch more artwork for them pro bono because he was just really into it. (laughs) Imagine the guy who made the most famous album cover of all time, making your album cover, listening to it and being like, oh, hell yeah, here's some free ones on the house. (laughs) That's awesome. He did like the print ads, the posters, the promo art, all for free um, because he was just really into what they were doing. (laughs) Yeah. Storm Thorgerson. Incredible. College, I think I believe he was a college uh, associate of Pink Floyd. Oh, wow. I always thought, I never really looked at the artwork that closely. I just thought it was a crab holding a knife. <laughs> but now I see it's much more than that. I can't so believe that inspired Spongebob. Squid, Squidward truly is an ocean man. Yeah. I mean, it closed <laughs> out the Spongebob man. movie, which <laughs> yes, the most appropriate. Uh, um. All right. Well, I... Uh, I was happy to do this activity because, as you might imagine, uh, as a, a King Gizzard fan or as a you know weirdo white guy working at a record store, I meet another meet plenty of other weirdo white guys who really like Ween, and they tell me you should really listen to Ween, and I go, okay, <laughs> I will someday. Not the band. I will someday. And, uh, uh, and I was told by a friend to give Quebec, like they said, that was the best one to start with. So that's what I went with, and I'm glad I did. Uh, immediately, it's like my first reactions. It's a very charming. Very fun, very uh, pleasant and weird album. Um, I, you know, the first track is called It's Gonna Be a Long Night, which sounds like a motorhead mm. pastiche. It's just like fun, big, goofy guy rock. That's like the the image I get both through like the vocals and just like the mood on the album. Um, then you get like Zoloft, which is pretty fun. It's just like a kind of blissed out uh, <laughs> song about just wanting a Zoloft. Uh and Transdermal Celebration, pretty fun. Uh, the next one that caught my ear is a track called Happy Colored Marbles, which I wrote down sounds like Fisher-Price Swans. 
It sounds mm. like if like swamp, <laughs> like there's like like a gigantic like massive breakdown at the end of the song, but like you know it's coming from these like goofy colorful guys, and it's like wow, this is just kind of all over the place. And throughout the album, it just kind of reminded me of Wilco, but also uh, if you all remember the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band from like no. they're like. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, the guy who introduced me to Bonzo Dog Doodah Band uh, was the same guy who really liked Ween in high school. Um, Is Bonzo Dog Doodah Band penis music? I think name? I can't make anything else. <laughs> yeah, I think if anything, they're predecessors. But Bonzo Dog, they were uh, like a, a their proto penis, exactly proto penis. Um, they were a British band back in the '60s who made just kind of like doofus pop kind of stuff. Uh, if you listen to Jolly Farm, y'all will recognize it. Um, or uh, Oh Britannia. Listen, listen to what? It's called Jollity Farm. If you, okay. if you is, that a, is it one of the cats from Cats? <laughs> yeah. Kind of sounds like it. You'll you'll recognize it. I promise. Um, but apparently, like the the guys in Bonzo Dog were also friends with the the guys in Monty Python. So it's it's that kind of mood. Um, in any case, they're very boingy and fun. And so it, it sounds like Ween kind of took that sound, but also took kind of like the the Americana that's, you know, present in like Wilco and other bands like that of just like the, you know, pretty good guitar playing, but, uh, also just being real weirdos. Um, and I said like, this is this album, we were going like track by track and we were like, is this the same record? Like, what is this? It's, it's, it's a charcuterie board for people who like re- weirdo alt rock. Like there's different influences. There's all over the place. Oh, captain. The ninth song on the track is like this real, like down tempo spacey kind of depressing track that I found beautiful. I was like, Oh, this is like w- w- just depressive and wonderful. It was just so strange. Um, it scratched a lot of itches for me. Uh, I agree with Will where I don't really see myself being one like, oh, I'm going to throw a copy of, I don't know if I'll buy this on vinyl and be like, I want to throw a Quebec on because I want to have like a consistent being able to follow emotional experience with an album as I typically do. No, this one's all over the place. Um, the closer is uh, a track called If You Could Kira Save Your... What? I was going to say Kira Cedric's The Closer. Yeah, <laughs> The Closer is a show by... You know sorry, Kira <laughs> Um Closer on Quebec is like, If You Could Save Yourself, You Save Us All. It's a fantastic fucking song. Um, it That's sounds the cheerleader. Like- it's it, we're jumping around uh exactly. jumping around freaking yeah <laughs> save, it, save funny yourself, enough save it, us all it does sound like it could be used in like a mid-2000s like cw or tnt show it but it sounds good like it's a very like fun you know pleasant and very strange album it's like very more accessible zappa uh it's you know like i said it's all over the place but uh I don't know. I think this is a pretty uh, successful venture. I'm from y'all's uh, descriptions. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to getting into chocolate and cheese in the mosque and uh, trying out their early work. If I can give uh, as a, as a as a fringe Ween fan, not a diehard, but a uh, someone who's listened to a, a bit of Ween before, uh, the live albums are spectacular. They do a good live show, and they play just as eclectic as their albums. Also, a shout out to one of my favorite songs, which is by the Dean Ween Group which is the side project called exercise man, <laughs> which is just about complaining about a guy working out in public. And it is the funniest song I've heard in a long time. It came on in the car and I laughed out loud. <laughs> There's the line, seven miles of traffic backed up in a turn, but you're pumping your legs and you're feeling the burn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is, this might become a problem. Um, yeah. Ween's great brand friend of the show. Uh, Ween fan of the show. You got us. This is a uh, fiend of the show. Yeah, fiend of the show. <laughs> um, you got it. this is uh, this is some good stuff. I get it. Uh, looking forward to exploring more. 
Um, happy Halloween, I suppose, everyone. <laughs> happy Halloween. Happy 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 Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> happy Happy Happy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh, smell toast. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, well, I guess uh, that's gonna do it for us, everyone. Our old, old uh, hallowed ween episode. Um, I have. Uh, wait, do we do the Tyler's question before or after? We can do it now. I got. I, we can I, do I it right teed up. I should, uh, okay, so it's actually a tournament of champions, but um, <laughs> thank, thank you, Will. Will knows. Uh, so this is gonna be a foot race. It's going to be like a marathon, however the length of a marathon is. And uh, on one team, we have the U.S. Olympic marathon team. So they're trained for this. Uh, Standard. We we also have five of the world's best bowlers that are competing against him. But the bowlers get a 30-minute head start, and they each get a handgun with a single bullet. Who wins the marathon? How big is the marathon team? A five. It'll be 5v5. So it's five on five. Five on five, yeah. Five of which those bowlers are going to post up. <laughs> <laughs> Get a thirty-minute head start to like, <laughs> yeah, like Will said, post to up kill on the, cat the track. marathon runner. <laughs> and well, they can't. They don't. They don't have thirty minutes to just walk up and kill him point blank at the starting line. They got to go. But and they then, could. <laughs> no, that's a rule. That's a rule that they. So you're saying they're going you think like a, a bowler's going to hustle like half a mile down the track. And just like oh, they can do it half a mile this. down the track, they could. That's fine. They can go stake outside. That, that's part of the rules is they can't turn around and just shoot them. But they could just run a hundred yards or shuffle a hundred yards. Post they, up. They're probably ex-military if they're pro yeah, bowlers. Honestly, <laughs> they get they get a single bullet. So each of them, unless one is, is like a sniper for the, like takes out three in a single shot, um, it is not hard to shoot a person. One's killing himself. <laughs> Statistically, I think. <laughs> they all kill themselves. <laughs> That's why you can't give a bowler a loaded gun. <laughs> you tell a bowler a loaded gun and tell him to run. <laughs> I, okay, we've, I think in a, in a test of combat, the bowlers have it, but in a, who's the more depressed? The bowlers also have it. So <laughs> just like It's a, really an internal struggle between them taking out the competition just, versus killing themselves. <laughs> Imagine one of those like bowler tees they got back in style in the nineties, and on the back it says, "If I weren't bowling, I'd be." <laughs> if I weren't bowling, I'd kill myself. Oh. I pictured the roller coaster tycoon like newsfeed says the bowlers have killed themselves. <laughs> Just that little thing drops down. So it's anyone's guess. <laughs> I still think the U.S. team is winning it, Tyler. <laughs> the U.S. team's a non-participant because they're just kind of the passenger in this endeavor. <laughs> they show up at the line and they're like, guys, you don't actually have to run it. <laughs> You're the control they, group. They you have to see themselves. if bowlers are going to kill themselves or not. It's a coin flip. <laughs> picturing like the, the referee, I'm picturing like a celebrity guest referee, like a like a John Henson from Wipeout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the bowlers have all turned the guns on themselves. <laughs> Robert Riggle tries to make a joke. (laughs) We have a full Bud Dwyer bowling team situation (laughs) on NBC Sunday night. Right? Oh, man. (laughs) Right right before Holy Moly, you watch it. They play a terrible animation afterwards. What in the wide world is for? (laughs) None were spared. The, the the marathon team has no idea about this. So they're just jogging like half an hour later. Like, what happened here? 
It's a crime scene tape. It looks like they Bunch came of snub nosed guns. Came upon the happening in the marathon. <laughs> <laughs> Can we include any of this in the episode? I think so. I think so. <laughs> a hypothetical bowler shooting themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about anything particular. Oh. That's fine. <laughs> Do seek help if you are having suicidal ideations. Or, or, or a bowler being asked to run. Ideations? Woo <laughs> why is the suicide hotline? <laughs> if you're having uh, the suicide, suicide hotline, <laughs> pervert burps and the suicide hotline. As long as this podcast exists, none of us can become school teachers. Oh, not at all. I just can't. good. This is my fail safe. <laughs> yeah. I can't get over. If well, you're you want having... to teach fifth grade? No. <laughs> if you're having difficulty, I would rather kill myself. <laughs> if you're having suicidal thoughts or are a professional bowler being asked to run a mile. <laughs> Was it only a mile foot race? No, that was a marathon. <laughs> no, no, they, they only need a mile. To be fair, <laughs> two laps around the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing you oh, know yeah, about bowlers. Right. They're definitely walking the mile. This guy's Cookie Monster pajama pants. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and his penis music shirt. <laughs> I would see. I I did the whole marathon because I was like, well, if I if I gave them enough time, they would just try and run it, you and they might beat the an time. Hour. <laughs> yeah. And I just realized, you know, probably half of them smoked a pack of cigarettes on the way to the race, so there's no way they can make a single mile. Bowling's the only pro sport you can smoke while you perform. <laughs> that snooker. <laughs> All right, pro bowlers versus pro pro snooker players. You give them each a loaded handgun. Who's going down first? See, with the snooker players is different because they only need one. There's one person on the team that needs a single gun. Line up. (laughs) 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 They're all lining up in a row. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) They've all got fedoras and suspenders. (laughs) And a scotch in one hand and a cigarette in the other. (laughs) 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 This is a cool hat. <laughs> not to not to be a bowling bowling person here, but can we please end this? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, oh boy, <laughs> we already did the plugs. I don't know how to end this. <laughs> Say goodbye, Bye, everyone. <laughs> oh boy. Shh.